0: So the song says, You Know My Name, and see, the the Lord shared with me, and this this is not a part of my message, but he shared with me this morning about that that somebody needed to hear that, right? Because, uh, and I shared with Phil before we all got here, that, uh, you know, sometimes we can wake up, we can go through life, and we can feel like Jesus is like, this close with us, right? And then sometimes, it's like, we're here in Virginia, and like, God is all the way in Alaska. Right? Sometimes we feel that way and then we start to get burdened down, you know, but understand that Jesus, the Lord knows our name, right? Amen point to yourself and say, God knows my name. God right? knows, so my he name. knows my name. He knows my name. Yeah, He has not forgotten none of us, right? So He knows how many hairs are on our head, right? He knows, like me, how many black hairs and how many gray hair or white hairs, I should say, that I have in my hair. He knows each and every one, right? So He knows us better than we know ourselves, right? And then sometimes we can find ourselves in situations and we can, we can feel burdened down, right? And we're like, God, where are you? But he's yes. there. He he's has not there. forgotten about us, right. right? Sometimes he's allowing us to go through that, right? Mm-hmm. And then sometimes we're, we're, we bring it on ourselves sometimes, right? Yeah. So, and then sometimes it's the enemy, yeah. right? So, you know, one way to find out whether or not you're bringing it on yourself is, are you afraid, right? Mm-hmm. Are, are you Do you find yourself afraid? Yeah, the enemy can bring fear, but usually fear comes up in us. Mm-hmm. You know, when God's trying to do something in us, we get fearful of certain situations, mm-hmm. right? And then when, it, when we learn it's the enemy, do we feel strangled, mm. right? Do we feel strangled like something suffocated, right? 100% of the time, that's going to be the enemy, mm. right? Because he that's what he tries to do. He tries to choke us out, mm. right? And I said on Wednesday that, you know, he's not going to come directly at us, mm-hmm. but, you know, he's going to do a sneak attack, mm-hmm. right? And then he'll, he'll do it and get us off guard and just smother us, yeah. right? But he knows our name. Hey, he knows, what, you know, no matter what, and just think about it, right? So he knows us. He sees us at our best. He sees us at, even in our worst situation, he sees us at our best, mm-hmm. right? So when you look at and you think about Gideon, right? Gideon, if you read if you read Judges 6, Gideon wasn't a mighty man of valor. Mm-hmm. But when the angel of the Lord said, showed up, he said, hey, mighty man of valor, mm-hmm. right? And when God was calling him to do, to, to lead Israel into battle, he said, whoa, basically, I'm nobody, mm-hmm. right? But God saw him. And it, it Gideon even said, I came from the weakest tribe, right? Mm-hmm. So, it doesn't matter, <coughs> excuse me, where, well, our families, it doesn't matter where we came from, mm. how we grew up. Once we come to the Lord, he knows us. Right. Right? right. So, we have victory because Jesus gives us the victory. That's right? right. Amen. So, we got to remember, no matter who we are, where we at, he, he knows us. <coughs> Look at uh, Zacchaeus, right? Little short like Zacchaeus. He was trying to get a climb up in the sycamore tree to see who Jesus was, mm-hmm. right? And then what happened? Jesus spots him out. Hey, Zacchaeus. Mm-hmm. Today I'm going to stay at your house. Mm-hmm. Zacchaeus wasn't expecting that, mm-hmm. right? Zacchaeus could have rejected him, mm-hmm. but he did. He took him in. And then what did what did what did the religious people do? They talked about Jesus, mm-hmm. right? He's hanging. But what happened? Salvation came to his house that day, that day. Hey, right? Because it. he he. Jesus knew, I guess, right? Yeah, right and even right. you go to, you know, the end of chap- uh, John chapter 1 with uh, uh, Nathaniel, right? Also known as Bartholomew, right? Jesus tells him, he says, look, I saw you under the fig tree. Daniel mm-hmm. says, okay, well, you must be the Christ. And Jesus says, oh, because that's... Told you I saw you under the fig tree. He said, oh, you about to see a lot more than that. <laughs> that ain't Jesus doesn't say, no, I'm the Messiah. He said, you about to see a lot more than that. Thanks, right? Right? Uh-huh. But he knew him. He knew Nathaniel, right? He saw him under... Because for those that don't know, the fig tree back in that time it was representation. Usually, people go under there to pray and to study. Right? So, and then what does he say with Nathaniel? Oh, man, there's no deceit is found in him. Right? So... He was a disciple that wasn't messed up, right? Mm-hmm. He was a disciple that wasn't messed up because Jesus said a man that no deceit is found, mm-hmm. right? So he he knows us, right? So he knows the situations. So be encouraged in him, right? And like I said, this didn't have much to do with my message today. <laughs> but, this, you know, my message that. we're going to do with continuation with the kingdom of God. But I, I guess it does. It does tie in. So because we have to know to be kingdom Christians, we have to know who we are, and we have to know that God is with us and God is for us. Amen. Right? So, I talked about last week, and, uh, you know, we, we went to Romans 14, 17, you know, uh, about the kingdom of God, His righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, and then we, uh, first we went to uh, 1 Corinthians four twenty, and we'll, we'll, we'll turn there real quick. All right, Phil, if you could read that when you get there. 1 Corinthians 4 and 20. And I, and I talked about how the kingdom of God is not necessarily taught, but you got to... It can be taught, but you got to catch it first. It's got... Uh, revelation's got to come first. Right? Because if that revelation is not there, then sometimes... Well, not sometimes. A lot of times, you can get caught up in denomination and religion. Amen. Amen. You there? Amen. All right. So 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 4, verse twenty, twenty. But the kingdom of God... It's not in words, but in power. Amen. Thank you. Praise God. Amen. So I talked about last week uh, that word power being dunamis, right? So we're all familiar with that word dunamis power, right? So, you know, we have to understand that dunamis power comes from the Holy Spirit, all right? So the dunamis power, believe it or not, can be used for good, and it can be used for evil, all right? So because in Luke 10, 19... When Jesus turned, matter of fact, I'll, I'll read that. Luke 10, verse 19. Jesus is talking to the disciples after he sends, sends them out. And they come back. And Luke 10, uh, verse 19 says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So that word power there for the end of the enemy is also dudamous. So we have to understand that dudamis can be used for good and it can be used for evil. Right? So dunamis for evil has been used for centuries. We know that. So it's still being used today. When we talk about witches and warlock, how we have discussed here before, especially on Wednesdays, and all the demonic activity, that is a part of dudamous power. But for the kingdom of darkness. Right? But we're in the kingdom of God. Right? So what happens is a lot of times we're exercising the dunamis power, but we're missing something. Right? We're, we're missing something because Jesus said, He told the disciples in Acts chapter 1, uh, verse 8, he says, Hey, wait here until the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you get the power. Right? Think about this. There was only 120 in the upper room. There should have been more than that. Right? We we know we know that. He was seen by over 500 brethren, right? So that means there'll be what? 500 minus 120, 380? Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So that means 380 Christians were not there, right? They didn't listen to Jesus, and that 120 experienced something that nobody else that ever walked this earth will ever experience, right? No matter how many times we can tarry in our bedrooms, tarry in church, carrying our prayer rooms no matter how many times and the Holy Spirit does come upon us, we will never experience what they experienced in Acts there. Right? So, they received the dunamis power. Alright, so, what is the missing ingredient? Alright, it's actually in verse 19, but we'll, we'll get there in a minute. Alright, so, we, everybody knows TNT is explosive, right? So, when we talk about dunamis power, we've heard dunamis power as being explosive. Right? So, TNT, by itself, can be explosive, right? So, there is... Uh, it's an explosive. Right? When you mix TNT with something else, it becomes uh, an ingredient called a chemical compound called uh, amatol. Right? Amatol was used in bombs and depth charges back in World War One, World War Two. We don't use that no more, but it was designed to make even a bigger explosive thing. So we know when the enemy comes, when the enemy does, we know he's come to steal, kill, and destroy. Right? So the enemy does his due his power to destroy things, to bring destruction, right? God's through His power comes to heal, to restore, right? To reconcile, to do good, right? So now that emetol, when it mixed with uh, ammonium nitrate and TNT, it becomes powerful, right? So what's the missing ingredient? missing ingredient is right here in verse 19 again in Luke chapter 10. Behold, I give unto you power. Some translations are going to say authority. That word authority right there is exousia. So now, this is the problem, this is the issue where a lot of Christians mi- miss it at. We got to take the dunamis power and mix it with the exousia, which is the authority. And then now we can become even more explosive. That's what the enemy can't touch. See, because sometimes what happens is we try to fight dunamis power, dunamis power, but we need the authority. We need the authority of Jesus Christ. So we don't go out there in our own authority. Sometimes you have Christians that will go out there and they'll, they'll go and they'll use the authority the name of Jesus but there's no power, right, there's no duminous power, then you have Christians that'll go out there <laughs> and try to do the his power, but no authority, right, but you, you have to have both in order to be victorious, and you have to have both in order to be a kingdom Christian, amen, so I talked about how we have to have revelation, all right, so let's go to Matthew chapter 16, Matthew 16, verse 13. Caesarea Philippi, <clears throat> he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered, and said, Thou art the Christ Amen. I'm going to verse 19. I told you 18, but I'm going to verse 19. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, mm-hmm. and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. See, there's some authority here, right? So what, what, what's significant here? That we have to understand what Caesarea Philippi was, right? We talk about the United States and how bad the United States was. Oh, excuse me, it is, because we're still here. But Caesarea Philippi was a pretty bad place, right? It was a place that was bound in paganistic rituals and things like that, right? So, that it, it, was, it was a cave there. It was a water that sometimes, Josephus says that they tried to measure the water on how deep it was, but it was so deep they couldn't measure it, right? And that's why they call it the Gates of hell there. So, Jesus took them to a place that was not religious at all, right? It was not religious at all. It was near religious cities, but Caesarea Philippi was not religious at all. And here he is, he's taking them there because he didn't want them to be afraid of evil, right? He didn't want them to be afraid of evil. And he said the gates of hell should not prevail to them. Back in that time, the gates gates were designed to be defensive, right? But he wanted them to be offensive, right? To go in and to change things. That's how we got to be, right? We, we have to be that way. So what's significant about Caesarea Philippi? What happened was, if you go all the way back to... King Jeroboam. That's where he started sacrificing. Well, he got Israel to worship idols back in that place. And he did it purposely. Right? 1 Kings chapter 12 tells us that Jeroboam was afraid that Israel was going to leave him and go to Judah. And then what he did was he got advice and he set up and made two golden calves and said, This is the God that led you all out of Egypt. And they started worshiping him. Right? So from that time on, they were worshiping. They, they, they will worship the, uh, what, the mythological God called Pan, right? And they will sacrifice animals there, and they will also sacrifice babies there, right? So he was telling them, don't be afraid, right? Go in there, make a change, exercise the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. So regardless of what the world says, regardless of what's going on around us in our country, we're the ones that make a change, right? We don't. He didn't tell them to go fight against policy. No, nope, he didn't say that. He didn't say go fight against the emperor and things like that because guess what? In this town, they slaughtered the Jews there, right? They threw the Jews to animals. They had the Jews fight against each other to kill each other. And they did all sorts of things to them there. But he didn't tell them to do that. He told them to go out there to make a change and be the church, right? So guess what? Point, yourself, point at yourself. Say, I'm the rock. I'm the rock. I'm the rock. I'm the rock. Each and every one of us are the rock that the church is to be built upon. Mm-hmm. Right. So we sit up here and we get caught up in what's going on in the world with the policies and things like that. No, nope. it doesn't matter who it is. We go and we be the church. Right. No matter what situation, no matter what neighborhood it is, we go and we make the change. Why? Because we have the authority of Jesus Christ and we have the due to his power. Right? So, God lives on the inside of us. So, because the king lives on the in, inside of us, we can go be kingdom-minded. Amen. 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 And, and I, anyway, he says here also, he, he says, uh, what what's funny about this passage is, here they are. They don't have the, the people that's out there. They don't have the faith to believe that Jesus is the Messiah. But they want to believe he's somebody else that died already. They want to believe that he was Elijah. He was Jeremiah but then they can't believe he's Messiah. Even though he's doing the works and what the prophets say was coming, he's fulfilling everything, but they didn't have the faith to believe that. Right? So that's the funny part. But, like, Jesus tells Peter, hey, nobody revealed this to you but my father. Right? That's why it's talking about. It comes by revelation. Right? We have to know who we are. There's a lot of Christians out there that don't know who they are. And not only do we have to know who we are, we have to know who we, what we're called to, what God is called to, because if we don't know what we're called to, then we begin to wander around aimlessly. Amen. So, in order for us to know who we are, and to be a kingdom, like I said, it comes by revelation, and it comes by the Holy Spirit. Alright, so let's turn, and I mentioned this last week, but we didn't go to Galatians chapter 1. Galatians chapter 1. At verse 11. <clears throat> okay. So I talked about last week, I mentioned last week how Paul was not trained by anybody once he became Paul. He was trained when he when he was Saul, but he was not trained when he became. But I make known to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it. But it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my former conduct in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God beyond measure and tried to destroy it. And I advanced in Judaism beyond many of my contemporaries in my own nation. Being more exceedingly zealous for the tradition for the traditions of my father. So here Paul was, he's saying, back when he was Saul, he was very zealous. He was zealous basically for information, right? Just like Fernando talked about a couple weeks ago, information versus inspiration, right? So now he's talking about he got inspiration, right? So even the things he learned before, and he was was trained in the Jewish law by a very well-respected teacher, right? But now, once he came to Christ, now the Holy Spirit reveals a lot more to him. Verse 15, but when it pleased God, I'll say that again, but when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went to Arabia and returned again to Damascus. I'll read verse 16, then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter. It remained within fifteen days, but I saw none of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. Now concerning the things which I write to you, indeed before God I do not lie. All right, so he's saying right here, ain't nobody taught him but the Holy Spirit, right? Now don't, don't go running off. I'm telling you, we still need church. <laughs> we still need church, <laughs> right? Because the Bible says, don't forsake, you know, the assembling of the believers. So. We still need church, but we can't get caught into tradition of men because what's happening is, like I said, we have to have that encounter with Jesus Christ. We have to have that relationship with the Lord, and we we have to have that encounter with the Holy Spirit because if if we don't, then we'll be like how he was when he was Saul and we get into the traditions of men, Mm -hmm. right? So now we have people who should be called, but instead we have people who are not called going into the ministry. Because we got man saying, hey, you need to go and do this. Just because someone's an eloquent speaker doesn't mean that they called to the ministry. Amen. Right? Just, 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 yeah, we get so caught up because some people are charismatic in the things of God or they're charismatic speakers and they're like, oh, they called the ministry. That's why so many people fail. Because God didn't call them to that. Right? God called them to something specific, but not necessarily that. So we man is telling people go here, go there, go to Bible college, go to theology, and now Pastoring has become a vocation more than a call to a lot of people. Amen. Right, so now we don't have past. Now we got pastors that don't want to be bothered nowadays. Right, we don't want to be. They, we sorry. <laughs> they don't want to be bothered. <laughs> you know when things going on because they got all this going on, and you see pastors burned out. But see, and not just pastors, but Christians in general. If you burned out, then you're not doing kingdom work. Mm-hmm. Then it's then it becomes you, and it's not the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Right? right? Because when okay. you're doing kingdom work, we shouldn't be burnt out. Mm-hmm. Because the Holy Spirit is gonna give us wisdom, godly wisdom. We gotta know when to rest. Mm-hmm. We gotta know when to slow down. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I, I I used to be out there just going, running and gunning, and, and just doing everything and have no time for anything. But God finally has to say slow down, stop. <laughs> it's just, it's just not healthy. Right? And if because if we're doing that and we're so busy doing everything, how are we hearing from God? Right? We can't we can't hear from God if because we're, we're, we're just all over the place we just can't hear from God so we got to be smarter than that right so, so like I said last week the kingdom of God is a major thing that Jesus talked about more than anything else right and, it, and what's interesting is it's like before right before service I was thinking I was like you know the very things that the scriptures talk about like Jesus talked about the kingdom of God and all throughout the uh, New Testament talk about holiness, and living right, these are all things the church don't talk about today. Right? We, we, don't, we don't talk about it, we neglect it, and we do secret friendly messages. Right? So Paul also says, Look, I have to please God. Right? I can't please man because if, if I'm pleasing man, then I'm not pleasing God. Right? So sometimes we, we preach messages because we don't want to offend, but the word is gonna offend. Matter of fact, Jesus said that's what he came to do. Yeah. Right, that because the truth, man. the truth is gonna hurt. It's yeah. gonna offend. Right? Yeah. really, when somebody comes to tell us the truth, sometimes we don't want to hear it because mm-hmm. yeah. it, it hurts. We don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Right, um, you know, I've been guilty of that too. But the truth is what's gonna set us free. Right, yeah. and the, and the word of God is the truth, and that's why we have to give the word of God. Right, that that's what sets people free. The word of God. It's not man's wisdom. It's not right. smooth words. Yeah, right. right. It's not. It's not. Um, Philosophy or anything like that, but it's the Word of God Amen. and the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what sets uh, people free. Amen. 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 So let's see. All right. So understand. See, the Kingdom of God, everybody is the same, right? The Kingdom of God, everybody eats at the table, right? It's not Bishop so and so gets to eat first. That that, that that that's not a God, right? Because Jesus came to what? Jesus washed people's feet. Right? Jesus came to serve. Right? That's, he came to serve. Right? But man has gotten that backwards and what we started doing is, let's serve this person. Let's serve that person. Really, it's just like, it's just, you know, thank God for my training in the Navy and leadership because as we get higher, we learn to take care of other people more. Right? Yeah. So, really, what we've done is we got it back. It's really the, the leaders should be eating last, right? But that's not how is. We've all been in churches, right? We need respect first. Yeah, yeah. So we we come where we want to serve the leaders first and the leaders get fed first, but that, that that's not the way Jesus said it. Remember, the, the, there was, uh, the disciples were arguing about who the greatest was, right? <laughs> they were arguing about who the greatest was, and, and Jesus let them know they were wrong. Right? Because it's not about who's the greatest, right? Like I said, I think I said this last week, whether you save 20 years or 20 days, once you get that revelation, just run. And see, a lot of times God's speaking to us, and when we, we know it's God speaking, and then our faith is high, and then we try to figure out, well, how? Mm-hmm. How are we going to do that? Right? Yeah. <laughs> right? And it's got to be to the point where if God says, go through this wall, we need to go through the wall please don't do that in my wall, but (laughs) go through the wall. You know, we can't figure out how, and and that's what we try to do. We always try to figure out how am I going to do this? How God, how are you going to work this out? Right? I'm sure David probably said, when he got anointed king, how? Right? And he probably didn't expect that he was going to go through all that he went through. But it it doesn't matter. God said, go, do it. We got to do it. And it's a lot of times our faith is high at that moment. Then all of a sudden, that that, that, that second voice comes in. Okay. I can't do it. it it's not me. Okay. I, I can't do it, right? But that's where the trust comes in. That's where the trust is coming. So regardless of what he's calling us to do, where he's telling us to go, we have to do it. We have to go, right? Regardless of the circumstances, right? It doesn't matter if another church is there, right? So... I've come across pastors that went to go start their own ministry, and the old pastors would be like, well, you can't be here within this certain amount of feet because our church is here, so you need to go somewhere else, right? That ain't in the Bible. No, that ain't in the Bible, right? So I'm sure that's coming, right? But they can put up a fence, and we're going to climb over the fence, right? And all we're going to go through the fence. We're going to cut a hole, and we're going to go through And... Because that ain't in the Bible, right? I mean, could you just imagine if all the if all the churches just in Richmond alone got together? And just, mm, there nice. will still be plenty of unsaved people. Un- oh, yeah. You know, you plenty go. of territory that still needs to be cleaned out yeah. there, right? And it, and it just becomes selfish because what we try to do is build up our own ministry. we we, we become we feel like we become threatened, right? And, and it's not about that. Everybody's God's people. Right. Amen. Because truth be told, if everybody in Virginia wanted to get saved today, there wouldn't be enough houses of worship. Mm-hmm. Right? right. And then we read in the we read in the New Testament, you know, we read in Corinthians, we read in Acts, how there were a lot of churches and houses. Mm-hmm. Right. There was a lot of churches in houses. And we've all been there. We, we've uh, been in different churches. You know, some of the most anointed churches are usually the small ones. Oh, yeah. Right? Amen. Usually the smaller ones, right? You you, you 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 think it won't be, but man, you go there and the Holy Ghost is there, right? Oh, yeah. and, and the Spirit of God is moving. Mm-hmm. Why? Because the smaller ones, they're not compromised, mm-hmm. right? They're not compromised because as you grow, now you begin to compromise, mm-hmm. right? Because you want to become people pleasers because you don't want the people to go nowhere, right? Mm-hmm. So now you got a bigger building and that, but where is the trust at in God? In that mm. you have to trust God in all of that. Amen. Help us, Father. Amen. So it, it you know and it, it's, it's not always easy, but you got to trust God in everything, regardless of what He's telling you to do. You know, I talked about it before when He was telling me to start the ministry. You know, I met with the pastor, I told him, and then probably a week later, God said, "Leave now." I said, "Huh? <laughs> leave leave now." Okay, so I go back and I meet with him, and then, I don't know when you mentioned Wednesday about <laughs> how I was looking, right? And I don't know when that was, but you know there was a period of time I knew it was time for me to go, right? And it wasn't nothing that they were doing; it was just God's grace that I lifted up, right? So we would be sitting there, and I tell my wife, I ain't want to be here. <laughs> you don't remember that? <laughs> I said I don't care. She like shh. You know, but, you know, God, and it like I said, it wasn't nothing nobody was doing, but In it was just the, time. The grace was lifted. Yeah, exactly. The grace was lifted, and it was just time for me to go, and if I had stayed there, I would have been miserable, right? I, I would have been miserable, and, uh, you know, but I had to obey, you know, and, it, you know, at times I asked, well, God, how is this going to work? How is it going to work, you know, and then I shared this before, my wife was like, well, we're going to pass out flyers, and I'm like, no. No, that that ain't what I seen. <laughs> 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 that ain't what I saw in that. Right? So we went back and forth with it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you shaking her head. Well, you telling too much. That's what she said. <laughs> but you know, it, it's it's about doing it God's way, right? right? Building it on His foundation, you know, and um, yeah, that's that that's what it's about. God. Amen. Alright, so I talked about last week, I mentioned last week, you know, we can't have a kingdom without a king. And Jesus is king. And Amen. Jesus has to be, in order to be a kingdom Christian, we have to see Jesus as king. Amen. Right? We, we just have to. And we have to understand this. A lot of times we think kingdom of God is a New Testament principle. But it's not. Okay. It was in the Old Testament as well. Amen. Right? So, um, first, uh, in the Old Testament, this is what kingdom meant in the, in, in the Hebrew. It was uh, Mamlakah. It meant kingdom, dominion, reign, sovereignty. Sovereignty means a supreme power and authority, right? So in the New Testament, in the Greek here, kingdom means, uh, it, it's, it's the Greek word, basalia, means royal power, kingship, dominion, rule, it means realm, right? So understand, when Paul was writing to the Corinthian church in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and 20, He's saying the realm is not in just word, but it's in power, right? So, it's not just about words, speaking words, but it's in power, and that power is going to be demonstrated, right? Not only in signs and wonders, but the power should be demonstrated in our lives. It should be demonstrated in the fruit that we have. Okay. It should be demonstrated in the holiness, because i talked about this before, that the same dunamis power for the signs and wonders is the same dunamis power that's going to keep us whole, Amen. right? But we have a choice to whether to accept it or reject it, right? So... We, we we can't sit up here and, and now. God is sovereign, so God will still work through people who are not living right, right? Because it's it's, it's a gift, right? Mm-hmm. But some people are gonna be in for a rude awakening, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> right. So, I, cause I think I said this Wednesday, right? So we know the scripture say, without holiness, no man is gonna see the Lord, mm-hmm. right? So we have to reflect Him, yes. right? Doesn't mean we're gonna be perfect. No, doesn't mean we're gonna be perfect, right? But it shouldn't be things that we're habitually doing. Amen. Right? There should be something different in us. Right? So when the unsaved see us, they should see the light in us. Amen. Right? And, and, you know, I reflect back. It's like people will see things in me. And I'm talking about people out in the world, unsaved. and, And that's the kicker. You know, even if the of the oppressed, they're gonna recognize the power that's in us. They're gonna see the light. Right? Mm-hmm. And I would never tell people, even when I used to ride the prisoner wagon, and I'll pick them up and somebody in the back they say, I'm gonna talk to you because I know you're a man of God. And I ain't say the word to them. <laughs> I had to say the word to them. But they, they they recognize the light. They they see the light, right? And, and that's how mm-hmm. it should be. Right? And, and then you don't even have to say anything. Right? Mm-hmm. So some people, some Christians I come across, some I don't even talk to. Per se, but, you know, it just we just passed paths do cross a lot so they may see me. And then, then they'll find us, I knew it was something different about you. I, I knew it, right? Because we should reflect the light. Yeah. And it should be something different in us. Amen. Amen. Right? And, and that's what the world should see, right? Yeah. Not what's going on today. Not where, oh, I wish this person died of poison and yeah. things like yes. that. Jesus. You know, what, what a lot of these... False prophets are telling people, these pastors uh, getting the Christian church to rebel and things like that. We talked about it Wednesday, but that, that that's not of God. Right? Amen. That's not of God. We, we, we can't it. reflect that image to the world. Because really, that's being natural. Right? That's, that, that's the life we used to live. Yeah. We don't walk by that no more. Amen. Right? So it's and it's not a life where people are gonna walk all over us neither, right? Because God knows our name. God knows where we're at. Every moment of the day, God knows where we're at. So His hand is upon us. His light is shining upon us. And and in us. And through us. Mm -hmm. No matter where we're at. Right? So, I said this before. So even in the dark places, when we show up, the dark, we should be the light there. Right? Confusion should cease. Right? Doesn't mean it may not be a battle. Right? But that's called spiritual warfare. And then we got to go to spiritual warfare. Right? Because I even talked about how I used to be on the submarines, back in the day, I used to get up there early to go pray, and I used to have to be to work at like 4.30 in the morning, but I will make sure I was there like 3.30, and I'm praying, and I'm anointing my workspace, right, and then at first it was tough, and then eventually it changed, the atmosphere changed, and then not that they were saved, but they were doing things to watch how they talked around me, Right, yeah, they were doing things right. Like I said, they want to say, but they put rubber bands every time they were cursing. Them, remind them not to curse around. Them. <laughs> right, but that's God. Right, and at first I tried to handle it out of the flesh, but I was wrong. I was wrong. And I and and, and I recr I I, 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 I I sent in um uh we had what's called like special request chips to go to the captain, and I said I'm gonna talk to the captain. And I'm gonna get cursing banned from this. Right, and I said he's gonna listen to me because his dad is a pastor. He, you know what? I said okay. And, and the funny part is, everybody else said, alright you right, you right." As soon as I met with him, he said no. Right? He said no. He said no. And I walked out and I said, "God, what just happened?" Right? And I, I was mad. I was hot, but I couldn't say nothing. But you know, I, yeah, I was hot. But you know, God said, "You try to handle it out of your flesh." Mm-hmm. Right, you try to handle it out of your flesh. Now I do it my way. Yeah. Right, so I did it. But at first, when he said it, you know, I repented. But don't think the feet weren't stomping. <laughs> <laughs> the, feet, the feet were stomping. So <laughs> 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 All right, let's get back. <laughs> All right, so understand, you know, the, the kingdom of God is not to be confused with an actual kingdom but rather the right or authority to rule over the kingdom. We know that the kingdom is coming. It, it will be a kingdom on this earth, right? But we're to exercise the kingdom now, all right? So, and I said it's not just a New Testament principle, but an Old Testament. So, Psalms uh, 8, I'll read it. Psalms 8, verses 4 through 6. What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion Mm -hmm. over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. Right. So remember, one of the words for kingdom is dominion in the Greek. So he has made us to have dominion over his works. Right? The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Right? So now, Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 to 28 Then God said Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the over every living thing that moves on the earth. So we have to understand that God has given us dominion, but we have to believe. We still have, we have to have faith, right? We have to have faith. We know once the Holy Spirit has endued us that we have to do them as power. We know that we have the authority in Jesus' name, but we still have to have faith in that. Uh, so revelation is important. So let's turn to Revelation. Uh, excuse me, sorry. First Corinthians chapter two. First Corinthians chapter two, verse six. I guess we'll do it. Oh man, time. 6. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in the mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages of our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Stop right there real quick. Alright, so Understand, as kingdom-minded Christians, things are no longer a mystery to us, right? A mystery is something that is hidden and kept secret. But now that we come into the revelation of the Lord, it's no longer kept secret. It's no longer a mystery to us. So we have access to it, right? So now, what would have happened? So they were trying, well, you know, they thought they were doing a service all led by the devil in the kingdom of darkness, taking Jesus out. But see, what they didn't realize is Crucifying Jesus will give birth to all of us today Amen. millions of other Christians How are we supposed to go about living out the kingdom and being kingdom-minded Christians, yes. right? But we've gotten off track with that, right? We've gotten into a religion, right? But that's not what God has called us to so that's why I say when we look at the world mm-hmm. today It's because man has gotten off track Christians have gotten off track and we're trying to fix things out of our flesh God never told us to protest. God never told us to march. Amen. Right? The devil would like us to protest. The devil would like us to march. The devil would like us, as we know, that he handles all the airwaves. Right? So there's only certain information he's going to allow us to have, but he's not going to put the truth out there. Right? So, but that's not what God wants us to do. He wants us to be kingdom-minded Christians. So even in the midst of the riot going on, that we can go out there and we can be the light and we can make a difference, right? Even going out there to the monument, they say, well, don't come back here. No, God wants us to go back there, right? So we got to be kingdom-minded Christians. All right, uh, verse 9. But as it is written, eye has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit Verse 13. These things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. Compare spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. See, they don't understand why we do what we do. They don't understand why we walk the way we walk. Right? They don't understand. That's why we can't be quick to get upset. Right? When when people... Uh, try to rile us up. We can't be quick to get upset. So now they can ask. Because I've had people come and ask me, why don't you get upset? No, God's got it. Right? But sometimes I have gotten upset. Right? Sometimes I have gotten upset. But you know, the proper way is to let God handle it. Right? Amen. Now I'm not saying you allow people to walk all, all over you, but if we're responding out of our feelings and our emotions, that's wrong. Right? We we, we can't we can't respond out of anger. Alright. So, verse 15, we'll be really close here. For he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. See, if we're walking and we're doing what God tells us to do, now they can't judge us. Right? They can't judge us. Right? So, now, talked about it Wednesday, how you have Christians typing certain things on social media. Now, they're being judged because they're handling things out of their emotions, out of their feelings. The carnal way, that's not changing anything. Right? So they're not acting spiritual. And then they wonder why persecution's coming. Why they're being censored. Because you're not doing the things of God. You're not doing it His way. Right? Just think about when um, James and John, they wanted to destroy the city because they rejected Jesus. They got upset. Amen. Jesus said, no, you know, what, you know not what spirit you are. Right? That's what these people are doing today. That's what they're doing today. Amen. Right? So we got to be careful not to respond that way, neither. Mm-hmm. And how do we not respond that way? Through the power of the Holy Spirit, right? He's going to keep us, right? When people try to rile us up, sometimes we got, again, like I said, we got to walk away, yeah. right? That's why I say he's, <clears throat> he's subtle. He's subtle. He's going to come through a sneak attack, mm-hmm. right? And but now we got to be wise. We can't be ignorant to his devices, Amen. All right? So verse sixteen: For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. Right? So, we should think like Christ thinks. Right? We have the wisdom that Christ had. Right? Because the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us. Right? Same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us. So, what can stop us? Right? We can't. We have to stop asking how, God. We got to stop asking why, God. But we got to say, yes, God. So, Mm -hmm. Regardless, if he's calling you to go to Africa, don't ask how it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. That's up to God to take care of that. Right? But get your heart right. Right? Get your heart right, and he will speak and he will lead you. Right? Mm -hmm. He will lead us everywhere we go and everything we do, but we have to trust him. Right? We have to obey him. Right? And that is being kingdom because he dwells on the inside of us. Right? So as we go, the kingdom goes. Because the king is on the inside of us. So we have victory everywhere we go. But we just have to obey. We have to get out our feelings. And again, we have to crucify our flesh. Because our flesh doesn't want to do the things of God. (laughs) Right? But that's why it's important for us to fast. Because we know, truth be told, we all spend. When we're close to God, we have a lot more patience. Right? We have a lot more patience. I I speak for myself. When I'm Mm -hmm. close to God, I say almost nothing could bother me. Mm -hmm. Right? But then once, once like yeah, once we feel like God is somewhere else, you know, out in Alaska somewhere, thousands of miles away, we're like, God, where are you? But He's there. Thank mm-hmm. you. He, he's there. He's there. Everything we do, He's there. Thank but we have to trust Him. We have to believe, and we have to obey. Amen? Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. So I'll stop there, and I'll
0: finish up uh, next week. Amen. Amen. Amen.